When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. There's lots on the way in this week's episode. Don't miss a minute of it. We're going to be revealing the full lineup for the Sports Insure British Final, which takes place at Bellevue on August the 16th. We are joined by one of the riders who makes the cut. Adam Ellis is with us throughout the show. We're also looking back at the big meeting at Monmore on Monday, featuring Wolves and Bellevue with the winners going top of the table. We never really let it, let the foot off. Like we were always going to keep coming back, and that's what we did. And um, shows the team what we've got. We'll hear more from Wolves star Nick Morris, plus his boss Peter Adams. We've got Bellevue director of Speedway Mark Lemon and Dan Bewley also coming up. We'll also look back at the action from last week at Ollerton with Simon Stead and Rob Lyon. We're also going to hear from Drew Kemp. We've got Sam Masters of Edinburgh um, after a big Scottish derby weekend. And Leicester were beaten at home for the first time against Poole. We'll hear from Hans Anderson of Leicester and Steve Worrell of the Poole Pirates. We're also We've got Trevor Gear, we've got David Mason of Birmingham, and we've got Will Pottinger of the Eastbourne Seagulls. That and much more to come on this week's No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. So lots on the way, and we'll be speaking with Adam Ellis um, in just a moment. We're going to start the show with breaking news at the time of recording of the lineup being announced for the Sports Insure British Final at Bellevue. It's taking place on Monday, the 16th of August, and no less than six former champions make the lineup. With more, here's Nigel Pearson. There's no doubt in my mind that the lineup for the 2021 Sports Insure British Final is stronger than last year. Established champions are back in the lineup, particularly three that missed out last year Scott Nichols, Craig Cook and Charles Wright it's great to see them back in the field uh, this year Rory Schlein is the reigning champion of course and Danny King and Chris Harris are other former champions six British champions in total in this meeting which is great a shame of course there's no Ty or Robert Lambert but we know the reasons why behind that it's a quality lineup in itself me personally I feel the man to beat will be Dan Bewley or Adam Ellis who's on the show tonight of course it's been a great form so far this season Adam but Dan Bewley particularly around the National Speedway Stadium he will be tough to beat it will all come down to around 60 seconds and the grand final on the night a reminder of the lineup Craig Cook Dan Bewley Danny King Rory Schlein Adam Ellis Charles Wright Richard Lawson Louis Kerr Scott Nichols Chris Harris Kyle Howarth Anders Rowe 
Steve Worrell, Edward Kennett, Richie Worrell and Ben Barker. The draw will be made very soon and it will be available on British Speedway social media channels and the YouTube channel and that will be probably in the next week or so. So, it's a Sporting Shore British final. Tickets available now from the Bellevue Speedway website. Full details, just head to the Bellevue Speedway website. Keep following British Speedway social media channels as well. It's the 2021 Sporting Shore British final on Monday, August the 16th. Looking forward to it, and it will be the next Speedway featured on Eurosport on the TV as well. So uh, one for the diary, and not long to go. A brilliant lineup, six former champions, and I'm very pleased to say that uh, one of the sixteen lining up with a chance of having a go for the British final will be our guest who's joining us throughout this show. A member of the squad of the Sheffield Tigers and the Scunthorpe Scorpions and Team GB racing even as recently as last weekend in the European pairs championships in france he is adam ellis welcome to no breaks no fear adam hi ian thanks for having me on um yeah really, really looking forward to being part of the podcast and are you in france now is that what's your situation because because you know, you've got family in france your dad lives there doesn't he and uh, you've, you've spent a lot of time in in france yeah i'm back in france um is uh we had the meeting on saturday and then i've got nothing till till friday so so it's ideal to spend some time at home all my family's here pretty much and my partner's here so uh yeah it's, it's nice to catch up with with friends and family during the season and of course france is home that's that's where you grew up and you were racing in france for team gb so best of all worlds really last weekend um in macon for the fim european pairs tournament where team gb finished fifth and it could have been a lot higher couldn't it but things maybe came unstuck uh, at points throughout that meeting um what, what was the tale of it from you because i think coverage was a little bit patchy of course because slightly off the radar really that that tournament but how did it all go for for you and the uh, and the boys because you were in the team with chris harris and, and tom brennan um, how did it all work out for you um it was a it was a tough meeting to be fair uh, there was a, a lot of rain the night before and we, we was kind of hoping it would play into our hands the track looked pretty rough in in the morning and um they pushed practice back to so that they could work on it so uh we we was feeling good and you know when practice come around the the track was was like concrete and and um yeah it kind of <laughs> i think it suited the french more than than where it would have suited us but uh yeah it was it was definitely a tough meeting um we i'd done a few of them before in the years previous and uh there wasn't wasn't the same sort of lineups as what there was in the final on saturday it was great for for us to, to be involved you know since the the world cup has turned into the speedway of nations it makes it really difficult for for guys like us to to penetrate into into the gb team and um you know, it was the perfect opportunity for us to to go out there and and show what we could do. It was a little bit frustrating coming fifth. You know, I think up until the last race, we we could have finished third, and um, you know, obviously start of the day we was we was going out to win it, and after the first few races, we realised that was going to be tricky. So we changed changed our objectives to to a podium, which was a. Uh, was still was still on track until until the last one, so it was uh, was frustrating not to get the sort of result we wanted to. 
and the winners being France, I think, as you say, maybe home track advantage. But what about, um, where do you think the British team is compared to, to the rest of Europe? Because we are starting to see uh, the fruits of some of the work in the background coming through now, like yourself, like Tom Brennan, and we've seen the success he's had over the last couple of weeks, becoming the under-21 British champion. How, how do you think we're faring on that international stage now where versus where perhaps we, we might have been years ago? I think we're a lot better than where we were, especially when when I first come over to the UK and started. It was, um, yeah, I think we was quite a long way off. But uh, obviously the guys like Woofy, Lambert and, and Bewley are, you know, a step ahead of, of us. But we're, you know, there's a lot of young guys coming through. You see Tom, Drew, Anders Rowe and like the Thompson brothers there. They're flying everywhere in England at the moment, and it's it's great to see them doing so many international meetings on the continent. Um, you know, it can only be a good thing for them, and with the support Rob and Vicky give give everyone that's riding for GB, I, I can't see it any going other way than than up, to be honest. And I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? It's like a it is a bit like um, a family atmosphere and, and, and all these riders are coming through together and you see not just the riders together, but the parents or other family members who are involved in in the various setups of, of each individual rider. You know, they've, they've been together for a number of years now. Yeah, it is like that. It's, um, you know, the, the under 21 days, are, in my opinion, they're the best ones. You, you kind of, you're not doing it for, you, you're racing because you're enjoying it more than anything else. And, um, you seem to spend a lot of time with the same guys. When when I was doing it, Neil Vatra was in charge, and uh, I think he still is of the under 21s. But we we had a, quite a close knit group, which was was really enjoyable. And you know we we kind of feeding off each other to to progress, which which was really good. And as soon as you step out of that stage, you you kind of feel like you you were grown up. Then you need to need to find your own way a little bit. So um, yeah, it's great that the boys they're still young. You know, none of them are. Uh, or in their last year they're, they're all pretty much going to be there for another two or three years so it's uh, it's looking really positive for them and you know I hope they can make the best out of the opportunity they're given And tell us a little bit about the French speedway scene they, they won this event at the weekend um, we hear of riders sometimes going off to France I suppose to, to do some, some meetings and I think long track is, is uh, as big a thing as any in, in France as well isn't it what's the, what's the French speedway scene like? It's getting better, to be honest. It's, um, they decided four or five years ago they were going to start doing a, a speedway league, which you know a lot of people in France laughed at them, and you know they're they're quite they're quite stuck in their ways, or they was before with the with the grass track and long track. But you you look at the difference it's made with uh, with some of the young guys coming on, and obviously David Belago and Dimitri Berger, they they've always been been fast and. You look at them now, and you know they're they're in contention with with Grand Prix spots and Speedway European Championship spots, which is uh which is nice. You know, it's perfect perfect place really to start the season. They normally do the league before the the season starts everywhere else, so you get to get some meetings in, get a lot of practicing because the weather's nice. And um, you know, I think they've got big plans for the for the next few years they they secured a deal to stream all the meetings live on on the internet which is which is you know another big step for them they're they're hoping that that's gonna kick the sport into um you know into the spotlight a little bit in france and for you yourself um, growing up around speedway 
in France. Um, you're, you're born and, and raised in France, but obviously British parents and, and represent Great Britain now in, in, in Speedway. And you're speaking to us from, from your home in France now. Um, what was it like uh, getting into Speedway for you? Because um, I know that from another podcast I do, Jeremy Doncaster mentioned that he would hang out with your dad when he was racing long track in uh, in, in uh, Mormont. And um, your dad involved in, in bike racing as well and and had a lot of speedway friends yeah yeah he was um he raced grass track sidecars before so obviously all the top speedway riders back then used to race race long track and uh you know he's he's got a lot of connections which is uh which is great and um you know i used to used to go as a kid all the time uh my grandparents used to take me to watch every meeting that was going in france and uh you know i kind of fell in love with it through that and uh started out you know early teens and uh, never really looked back since but it's um yeah it's, it's definitely been a bit different you know it's not a, it's not a big sport over here and it's only really in in the local area and it's it's nice to see speedway really coming you know taking over from from the long tracker and uh, see a lot of the young guys come on is it's great Absolutely. And uh, what about your international ambitions then? Because you've got yourself through to the Speedway GP Challenge, which is fantastic news that we've got so many representatives. And and, um, you did yours a a different way because you had to go to the, was it the Italy qualifying round where you went through? Um, So that's going to be coming fairly soon. And um, what are your preparations like for that? And and where's your mind at with, with the Speedway GP Challenge on the agenda of everything else you've got on your plate? It's um yeah it's something that's that's in the back of my mind obviously it's I'm not thinking about it every day you know I've got probably a 20 meetings or so before before that and you know some big meetings as well the British final which which has been up there with what I've wanted to to win for for a long time so it's um you know I think this year's probably the best shot I've got them got at it which um which is going to be it's going to be interesting with the likes of, you know, Dan Bewley. I don't know if Crumpy's going to do it again this year, and obviously Rory Schlein. And yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. But the Grand Prix challenges, you know, I'm looking forward to it. When you you look at the lineup, everyone knows it's going to be tough. You there's no easy way to to get into the Grand Prix. But um, you know, I'm just going to go there, give it give it the best shot, and pretty much keep the same same mindset that that I've been using for every meeting all year. Well, best of luck with it because it's going to be, as say, be a great, uh, great occasion. And you just never know one-off, one-off meetings like that. You just <laughs> never know, do you? It's um, it could could go uh, could go amazingly well. Um, we've had some questions actually from some Speedway fans over the course of the past few weeks, and you're probably the first rider we've had on since these questions have come in that might be able to answer this. You are a rider who's been operating in different countries. Um, so far in the in the modern COVID world, and I know it's it's brought you a little bit of bother, particularly getting back out of Poland and, and things on occasion, and and you've changed how you work now. But talk us through what an average week would be like for you when you've when you've got meetings on, say Monday in Britain, you've got Sweden during the midweek, and then maybe back to Britain again, an international meeting. What's what's the travel plan like, and and how do you get yourself prepared for the meetings um, that are in separate countries when your bikes are thousands of miles away? 
Um, it's it's difficult, you know. It's uh, it's never really been easy. It's probably the the most I've ridden abroad this year, and uh, I probably haven't picked a good year for it, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but you know, all the guys that have done it before would tell you that it's it's difficult. Obviously, getting early morning flights, arriving at the hotel late at night, and traveling most of the day before you get to the meeting, and then doing the same the following day. Um, there was a lot of unknown at the start of the year from from everybody would would turn up at airports and and even the, the the people at the airport wouldn't really know what was going on so that was tricky but it's it's getting a lot better now so it's um yeah it's traveling's not too bad the finding you know flights is is a lot more difficult there's there's a lot less flights than what there normally would be so for example i'd be riding in england on on a monday tuesday and on uh, tuesday in sweden and um, the only real flight you can you can get in or to get close to Sweden direct is to Copenhagen. So fly into Denmark early, early Tuesday morning, get on a train to cross over to to Sweden. Normally my mechanic will pick me up from there and we drive up to the meeting. Um, after that, drops me back off at Copenhagen, fly back Wednesday morning if I'm in England on Wednesday or Thursday. And then, you know, on Friday, probably fly out to Poland if I'm racing there or anywhere else anywhere else in the in Europe so it's um yeah it's it's a busy busy schedule but you know I wouldn't wouldn't really change it it would, would be a bit easier if we didn't have the uh restrictions but um it's just the way it is now trains planes and automobiles and a bit of speedway riding in between um and then you've got the situation with um Brexit I think which is complicated moving equipment around as well so if you've got separate equipment in on mainland Europe and you, that does that move between Sweden and Poland if you need it or have you got separate bikes for Poland for for Sweden for Britain or, or whatever yeah I've got a, a couple of bikes in England with uh, my mechanic in who's based in Sheffield and then um, you know a different setup in in Poland which does the everywhere in Europe um, you know I was pretty lucky I'm lucky to I've got French nationality so it's not too bad getting in in and out of Europe for myself but from what I've heard, some of the boys that have to drive over it can be can be a bit challenging. So um, it's definitely the the easiest way to to have two different setups. It might cost a bit more, but um, it's a lot less hassle. Yeah, and then there's do you, and and then what's the situation with like COVID testing and things like that? Because that's another expense, isn't it, that riders are having to to find sometimes as well. Yeah, that that can be challenging. You know, it's uh, not every country has the same same rules so some countries if you're vaccinated you don't need covid tests others they they want them anyway some are 48 hours other 72 hours so it's it's a lot of time spending online flicking through the the government websites but it's it's getting it's getting better like i said start of the year was was challenging but now it's um you know you kind of uh you it's it's a lot more easier Fantastic. Well, safe travels wherever you're heading. It's uh, certainly full, full on business, isn't it? Let's look back at that uh, last meeting that you were involved in in Britain then. And that was on Thursday in the Premiership, Sheffield versus Peterborough. Um, a bit of a surprise, really, because uh, it's very rare that Sheffield um, get beaten um, on their home track, certainly this year. Um, and it's a rare thing, I think, in, in, in many seasons. It rarely happens. Um, talk us through that meeting because we knew from the start that Peterborough would be strong. They've been strong everywhere this season because of the pure strength and depth that they've managed to assemble. And having somebody like Chris Harris at reserve was was always going to be um, quite an advantage, wasn't it? 
It was, yeah. We, we knew it was going to be tough um, before the meet, and you know, Chris is is obviously uh, better than better than most reserves out there. So it's and Sheffield suits him down to a T. So it was going to be tough, but you know, we still thought we could uh, we could come away with a result. We'd had some close meetings the weeks previously, and um, yeah, it was. It was hard. We we weren't all clicking, which was uh, which was frustrating. But um, you know you you can't. Everyone tried tried a hundred percent, which is which is all you can really ask for. But you know the Peterborough team they've they've built such a good team this year, and even Jordan Palin they found a you know a, a rising star that's you know rel- was relatively unno- unknown I think before the season started, and you you look at him now and he's banging in points everywhere in the championship and premiership so it's um yeah they've they've done a good job and it was was a frustrating meeting but we we need to kind of put it behind us and, and move on i think and how have you found um sheffield as, as your home track because it is a fast track but that can also be a drawback sometimes to some riders maybe it's too fast uh on on occasion and uh and there are certain skills i think to to having the advantage at home as well I mean, has it been a bit of a learning curve for you to to get the best out of the track it's it's definitely fast um <laughs> that's that's one word yeah that's one word you could use it's um yeah it's it's been good i've really enjoyed it um you know i hadn't been to sheffield too much before this season and we didn't really get much chance to practice before the first meeting so um it was a little bit unknown, but um, you know, I think I saw a stat yesterday that from five home meetings I'd scored 56 points. So I can't really complain about you know about the track or my home form. I've I've been really enjoying it. Everyone at the club is is so easy to to deal with, and you know, it feels like a big family. So it's um it's great to be involved with Sheffield. It's it's a club I've always you know um how would you say I've I've always had like a lot of respect for they seem to run it really well and um you know we've got a great team spirit and it's just you know it's it's hard when when it's not quite going the way you want it to as a team and um you know hopefully we can we can turn it around now we've got a couple of weeks off we can we can think about it and press the reset button and start again well, let's see the thoughts of the Sheffield team manager, Simon Stead. He was speaking after that clash against Plymouth with Ryan Guest. Well, Sheffield team boss Simon Stead um, got away with it the last few weeks, but tonight, uh, first home defeat of the season. Your thoughts on that one? Uh, obviously disappointed, um, but you can't dwell on it too much. It's it's one of those things, it's, these sort of results are happening up and down the league for, for everybody. Um, so it's not the end of the world. It just makes... Um, our away form um, coming into a busy August uh, more and more important so uh, yes I'm disappointed have we got to improve yes a lot dramatically Um, what do you do against Peterborough 23 points at reserve compared to two for us I think that was that that was the final scores and that tells its own story Um, couldn't do a lot about that and um, it's disappointing but if if we'd have uh, if I'd have a bit more strength um, in other areas, you know we we missed Jack. Um, Mozza stepped in and and did a good job for us, but well, Jack would have scored more than um, arguably more than more than uh, Mozza's done for us tonight. But you know it's one of those things you have to take it on the chin, regroup, go again. 
people keep citing the, uh, the same names you've mentioned areas of struggle as well but it, it, it's not just as easy as, as getting replacements in is it? It isn't um, you know the, the rising star situation is particularly um, difficult for us right now um, you know often on Mondays and Thursdays most clubs are riding so options are are really really limited and um, that's a frustrating point because no doubt a, a fit Josh Bates could be doing a really good job for us at reserve but we we haven't got him and we haven't got him for the foreseeable so um, you know is that something that we need to look at and uh, on a more uh, you know something something on a, for a more regular uh, starter for us I don't know it's it's difficult because it's just not the not that the replacements aren't there so it's it's tough, but like I said, we're not the only per- we're not the only club to have lost at home this year, and that's really um, one of the only positives that we can take out of tonight. We've just seen uh, Peter Brigette done at home, so uh, it's not the end of the world. We have to, like I said, we have to regroup, um, we have to work with the lads, we have to give them the support, and um, and try and get more out of them. The big positive for Sheffield tonight, once again, the, the performance of uh, Adam Ellis, both with your, your Sheffield team manager's hat on and your, your GB hat. Um, the way he's coming on, the, the way he's riding consistently now must be particularly pleasing. Oh Yeah, it is really pleasing. Like you said, there, there, aren't, there aren't too many positives out of tonight, but uh, certainly Adam's performance is, uh, is one of them. Um, and he continu- continues to do that on a, on a regular basis. He's a consistent, um, very, very good performer right now and um, you know uh, GB hat on um, you know Sheffield managed hat on I'm delighted for him for both of those and uh, you know he's only going to get better Just finally a bit of a gap until the next fixture now, uh, Kings Lynn on August the 2nd, they've broken their duck and beaten Bellevue in a, a last heat decider as well and obviously a first visit to the Adrian Flux Arena for the Tigers on that occasion Yeah, um, well like I said they're, they're just no easy fixtures and um and Kingsland will be a tough test at their place, like they were, like they were here uh, a week or so ago. And um, we'll be expecting a tough fixture, but we've got a little bit of time now to um, to, to regroup. And uh, I think it's the right fixture for us at the right time. But we need to get a result out of that one. Thanks for talking to us. All right, Ryan. Thanks, mate. Sheffield team boss Simon Stead there speaking with Ryan Guest and uh, joining us throughout this episode this week on No Breaks, No Fear. I'm pleased to say uh, Sheffield rider Adam Ellis is with us and uh, he was involved in that meeting. And um, when we're talking about the problems at Sheffield, um, really the, the reserve situation is is one thing with Josh Bates being out for so long. And that has uh, has certainly been costing Sheffield, um, hasn't it? It has. Um, you know, Steady knows he's, he's ridden for, for years and uh, he understands, you know, how what, our, our point of view as a rider and, when you're struggling, it, it can be really tough and, you know, niggling injuries. Josh has, has had a, you know, a tough start to the year and, um, you know, it's, it's not really not ideal for us. We know how, how good he is around Sheffield and um, it's it's hard to to have a, a guest in every week when, when you've got someone sitting on the sidelines who's got the potential to go out and score double figures. So it's... Um, it's been been tricky, you know. Righty seems to be be getting better and better each week. He's he seems more comfortable on the bike, which is good. And hopefully, the you know he can he can show that soon by by getting a few more points. 
Meanwhile, though, victory for Peterborough Panthers on the road. Their charge continues. Um, since that meeting, of course, uh, we know that Ulrich Ostergaard has been injured racing for Glasgow on uh, Friday night in a crash at Edinburgh. Uh, we wish Ulrich all the best, but um, a key part of why uh, Peterborough have been doing um, so great and uh, we hope to see him back uh, very, very soon indeed. Let's hear from the um, Peterborough team boss, Rob Lyon, after that victory at Olderton. Well, Peterborough Panthers boss Rob Lyon, after that home defeat to Bellevue on Monday, a great way to respond, picking up all four points here at Sheffield. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, that's what we came for, really. But we knew it would be tough. Sheffield are a good outfit, especially around here. And they've had some close meetings at home, but always come out on top. And... Um, so, yeah, we knew it would be tough, but proud of the boys tonight. Good team effort and, um, you know, bomber man of the match. What can you say? You know, seven rides and what did he get? 17, paid 17 with an engine failure. So, you know, but it was a team effort. Ulrich was superb. All the boys rode well. Even the boys had to take out, you know, they, they'd all did, they all played their part. So, um, very proud of them. Yeah, Sheffield came back in the, the middle part of that meeting as well. Um, but like you say, good character from, from the whole team once again to, to recover and turn things around. Yeah, superb. And... Like I said earlier, gate four was difficult again tonight. It was last week when I was, was here and uh, it proved it again tonight it was difficult. And um, you could see it swaying backwards and forwards. And I think the gamble putting Bomber off four in uh, heat 12, I think it was, um, or heat 10 possibly, 10, uh, was the turning point for us. Um, gambles sometimes pay off and sometimes they don't. And tonight it did for us. And uh, that was the turning point and the boys kicked on and... 40-50 it is. Yeah, the way the Panthers have uh, assembled the team this year, we've always spoke about how you're always going to have at least uh, one reserve with plenty of experience but uh, for someone with Chris Harris's experience behind him, that certainly is a luxury from your point of view. Oh, it certainly is, yeah I mean, it's uh, it's great it's great to have that sort of quality at reserve and uh, like you said, and, and to be honest the um, credit to Ulrich Ostergaard for stepping up to the plate and becoming the rider that, you know he was probably 10 years ago and, and going straight to number one which someone's got to go to reserve and whether that was Scott, Hans, Bomber doesn't really matter we've still got that quality and at this time it's Bomber um, it doesn't matter who it is next month if it's Bomber again great but we've got that solidity all the way through and yeah, young Jordan rode well tonight and it was good good team performance yeah and like you say just very finally um, doesn't matter who you take out they, they all seem to understand it, that it's uh, that it's for the benefit of the team um, and, and that's what team spirit's all about it is and we, we we spoke about that at the start of the start of the season and uh, it is a team it's a team performance they're individuals they're all here to earn money and, and everything else but I, I always say you know you do it for the team you don't do it it's not nothing personal um, but you, you've got to do what's right for the team Many thanks for your time as always, Rob. No worries. And next up for Sheffield, I say you've got a bit of time off, haven't you, um, before you're back next in action, but um, a trip to uh, Kings Lynn for yourselves next week. And um, obviously they've had a lot of change as well and they're the team that um, currently are rooted to the bottom of the Premiership table and, and surely for, for Sheffield and for Simon Stead and the rest of you, that you must be seeing that as an opportunity to, to um, get an away win there and get some points on the board. Yeah, we we need to get a win, that's for sure. Um, you know, they come to our place last week and it was the last heat decider and they ran us really close. They they seem to be finding some form at the moment, which isn't ideal for us, seeing as though we, we haven't been there yet and I think we're there twice in, in the space of a month. So um, I see they had their first home win uh, last week, which which is good for them. But um, 
we we definitely need to go there and and try and get all four points to, to you know to stay above um stay above Ipswich and try and try and cement that fourth spot but it's uh it's definitely not going to be easy it's going to be uh an important month for us we I think we're facing Kings Lynn twice Ipswich once or twice as well and um it's we're going to have to try and make the most of it well, yeah, of course, uh, Kings Lynn uh, also stunned Bellevue with a dramatic 46-44 victory to gain that first home win of the season last week as well. That uh, first home match for uh, Alex Brady and um, uh, a big surprise there for, for many. But uh, as you say, a, a home win on board. It seems to be a thing that they've uh, got in the groove of lately, the, uh, the the last heat decider, isn't it, Kings Lynn? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They've... Um... You know they've got a lot of good riders there, which is, uh, is I'm surprised they've been struggling so much. Obviously, Eric Riss has been out for a little while, and and everyone knows how how good he is. And um, yeah, they they seem to be finding form. So uh, it's it's definitely not going to be they're not going to be a pushover when we go to Bellevue, uh, such a strong team from from one to seven, and. Um, you know, they, they can get the job done, so I think we're going to have to be on our own game. Well, the very best of luck for uh, when that comes around, of course, and uh, that will be uh, next week for Kings Lynn versus Sheffield. Next, we're going to turn our attention to the action from Monday night in British Speedway's Premiership. There was only one fixture, all eyes on Monmore for Wolves versus Bellevue, and what a thriller it turned out to be as well. One of the best meetings at Monmore in years, so say some people who were there in person. We're going to hear from the Wolves boss Peter Adams will hear from Nick Morris. We'll also catch up with Mark Lemon and Dan Bewley all on the way here on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. Our guest through this episode is the Sheffield and Scunthorpe star and Team GB rider Adam Ellis and more from Adam coming up. First of all, we're going to have a look back at the events of Monday night in British Speedway's Premiership. It was a case of winner goes top and Wolverhampton were the victors after a thrilling 48-42 win over Bellevue on Monday that was watched by Ryan Guest. Well, it finished Wolverhampton 48, Bellevue 42 and it would have taken a brave betting man to predict that outcome half way through this Premiership fixture. Paris International Wolves, they found themselves eight points down with eight races gone and their winning home run was under some severe threat with the Aces really taking this fixture to them. The visitors had just one last place in those opening eight races and big five ones from Dan Bewley and Tom Brennan in Heat 4 and then uh, Richie Worrell and Joy Etheridge in Heat 8 created a bit of breathing space for the men from Manchester. But you can never write off this strong-looking Wolverhampton side who were making a habit of finding an extra gear in the second half of meetings. Nick Morris continued his fine form and was involved in both home five ones which saw the Wolves ball level with just three heats remaining. Bewley produced a fantastic ride to take heat 13 before Luke Becker and Ryan Douglas completed their own individual turnarounds with another important five one in the penultimate race to put Peter Adams' side on the verge of victory. Bellevue still had hopes of a draw, but when Sam Masters popped out the start and charged by his rivals, it was Wolverhampton who sealed the points in one of the comebacks of the season. It was a stunning night of speedway action in the black country, and while Bellevue were left wondering what could have been after throwing away such a handy lead, it was the host who returned to the top of the table as it finished Wolverhampton 48, Bellevue 42. Victory assured for the Wolves then, but they left it late and it was a big comeback coming from eight points down. Let's hear from the Wolves team boss, Peter Adams, on that. Yeah, they battled hard, you know, but I mean, Bellevue were well worth a point, you know. They contributed so much to uh, 
a fabulous evening's entertainment. We have seen the Paris International Wolves come on strong in the uh, second half of meetings plenty of times before, but like you say, to, to reel off uh, three five ones in that second half tonight and, and make that comeback, that, that shows a certain resilience about this team. Yeah, it's not the first time we've done that. There's a bit of a pattern developing here. And uh, I think I was looking uh, earlier today, I think six or seven teams have lost at home in the last ten days. So there's a bit of a thing going on there, I think. And uh, hopefully we were able to arrest the slide and... Um, put ourselves in a very good position now at the halfway point of, uh, of the season. Yeah, uh, we'll come on to that very shortly. How important was uh, the, the gate decision tonight? Obviously, Rory chose to, to have E15 um, going in there. New, new, a former result after Heat 14 would, would ensure that victory. Yeah, let me just say we won't do that again. <laughs> no, uh, would appear not, but... Um, like you say, half point of the season now. You've got to be more than delighted, especially sitting top of those standings as at the moment. Yeah, I was talking to the boys in the team meeting today, just warning them that the league table, when you look at it, you know, you should take no notice of that because you know there's an imbalance in home and away fixtures for some of the teams, and some have played three or four times, you know, more than other teams. So. It's a matter of looking at what points you've gained on the road and deducting those you've dropped at home to see who's really in pole position. And uh, after tonight, that's us. Yeah, just very finally, uh, another big crowd here at Monmore tonight. Um, probably one of the best race meetings we've seen for a long, long time here. Yeah, it was a terrific meeting. And as I say, it takes two to tango and Bellevue, uh, you know, produced... A very good performance themselves, but we just had too much strength for them at the end. Many thanks for your time as always. No problem, mate. It was a strong team performance throughout the Wolves lineup, and uh, top scoring on the night were Sam Masters and Nick Morris. Let's hear from Nick Morris right now, who reflects on the strength and the determination among the Wolves camp. We expected Bellevue to to be good here. They've got riders that ride this place well, and a couple of our guys didn't start as they normally do and it made it a bit tough they, they got away from us a little bit and um but yeah like you said it shows the team we've got we come good at the end and um we're still solid all the way through the meeting so they never really we never really let it let the foot off like we were always going to keep coming back and that's what we did and um shows the team what we've got to uh, get a win like that yeah, a lot of teams have been dropping points at home recently as well, um, but but Wolves really are making this place a, a fortress. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think everyone's just start, like still getting dialed in, really. Like I, for, for me personally, um, I feel like I've found something the last couple of meetings that I'm confident with and is working well. So I feel a lot better, and um, the whole team's just doing good. So uh, yeah, we just keep doing that and. Peterborough will be a tough test next week and um, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, you talk about your own individual form, only denied a maximum in Heat 15 last week, uh, 13 paid 14 again uh, this week. So, like you say, something seems to be clicking here all of a sudden. Yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable like I used to when I rode at Wolves. Um, 2019, I never really found that speed and and everything. So, in the start of this year, I never really felt it either. But first... Last meeting we had we tried something a little bit different and just from the start it's so much better and my bike's working on the track it's good, good too and when it's like that it's it makes it a lot easier so now everything's going well and busy couple of days now and just keep carrying that on. Yep, you and the team are going to need something similar once again next Monday. You mentioned uh, how tough it's going to be against Peterborough and uh, I think it's uh, Hans Anderson dropping down to reserve for them and that's the the strength they've got in depth this year. 
yeah, they're going to always have a good reserve, um, but so do we. Like, Dougie at reserve, he didn't start as well as he would have liked to have, to, to have uh, started as well tonight as he would have liked, but um, he come good at the end, and I'm sure now he'll start the meeting with whatever he did at the end, and hopefully he can start well, and we won't give the team, other teams, that, that uh, break like we did tonight. Brilliant stuff tonight, Nick Weldon. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. As the Wolves start, Nick Morris, who got 13 plus one on that Monday night meeting against Bellevue. Joining us in this episode is Adam Ellis, star of the Sheffield Tigers, and Sheffield have ridden against both Bellevue and Wolves fairly recently. And um, Adam, what is it like racing against those two teams? Um, what what are their particular strengths for you as, as, as far as a rider goes and, and how do they differ as well because we're hearing about that strength of character with Wolves and uh, Bellevue of course have, have had their um, issues but they have got their strengths particularly at home haven't they what, what, what's it like facing up against those two sides at the minute um, they're both very strong teams you know it's um, I think Wolves Bellevue and Peterborough are pretty much cement, cemented their place in the playoffs now um, so they're just going to be fighting for for top spot to, to to see who gets the pick in the play in the playoff semis, which is um, you know everyone knows is important. But Wolves have so many good riders. Obviously, Sam, he's he's definitely one of the best number ones in in the league this year. And um, and guys like Steiny with with lots of experience as well, which which makes it you know makes them dangerous because they they've got a lot of young guys as well or guys that have, are just coming on Dougie's had an awesome year as well and um yeah it's it's going to be an interesting interesting fight for for the top spot I think and for Bellevue we, we hear from some fans sometimes you see online that um maybe there are portions of that Bellevue team that are not scoring as heavily as they would like um maybe People like Brady Kurtz, perhaps not scoring at number one as many points as they would they would hope for all the time, um, but they have got big strengths as well. You know, Dan Bewley's having a good good year, and and more often than not, he's been he's been on form and strong at reserve as well with Jay Etheridge and Tom Brennan. Yeah, they they're going to be very tough to beat. Um, Brady and and Dan are definitely quick um, when they're when they're both on form Dan's Dan's having an awesome season everywhere and um, he's not an easy guy to beat he can you know he's not the best gator in the world but he, he's always buzzing around you and passes you like you're standing still but they've got they've got experience as well you know both Worrell brothers have been around for for a while now and you know they're solid in the middle order with with righty and um, yeah Jai Everidge he's been I haven't seen many of their results this year but he seems to be uh the trump card from i think he's he's definitely come on a lot and seems to be banging in a, a lot of points well let's hear it from the man in question then himself uh, after that performance last night here is dan Bewley chatting with ryan guest well dan Bewley, eight points up at the mid part of this meeting uh, must be disappointed in the end to only believe him with one consolation league point yeah you know it would have been nice to win especially our uh, wolves won at ours and uh it was looking good for a bit, but um, you know they fought back, and uh, I don't know if we just dropped off a little bit towards the end, but um, wasn't to be. But you know, you know, it's uh, good to just get a point here, you know, after they won our place. So not too, not too bad of a night overall. I was going to say uh, it's a hard one to take because of the lead that you did have, but nevertheless, when you look at Wolves' home record here at Monmouth Green, a point certainly not the worst outcome in the world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, they're always good here, and. Um, 
you know, at least it makes us look a bit stronger, you know, come playoffs, you know, if they're thinking, oh, we'll pick Bellevue and get an easy win, you know, I think we had an off night at home and we've showed we can ride good here too, so, uh, you know, if, if they want to pick us in the playoffs, I think we're up for it and probably they're up for it too, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of positives to take from tonight and, uh, you know, if we had this night again, maybe it could have been a win, but, um, yeah, you know, it wasn't a win, but, you know, a lot of positives from it. Quick word on the Monmouth Green circuit as well. Normally you see the uh, the inside line working a, a lot and being more favourable, but yourself in particular and some of the other boys uh, seem to be moving out a, a lot wider and some fantastic racing here tonight. Yeah, you know, to be honest, the track's probably the best I've seen it for a, for a while. And, um, you know, it's still got that, you know, I think it's a bit stupid, the camber on the third and fourth bend, but, you know, you could almost get over it and, um, you know, it produced a good race and, you know, it was just a little bit... Um, with the rain and whatever, you know, towards the end of the meeting, it wasn't uh, too much racing. But, um, you know, in the earlier heats, I think it was perfect, you know, with the camber not being so stupid like it used to be. You know, you could get a good run around the inside and the outside. So, uh, you know, hopefully if you'd have watched that and think, you know, maybe this will give us some good racing and just stop uh, making some stupid off-camber two metres off the kerb, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, for, from the Aces point of view, though, um, some, some home fixtures coming up now, still a, a fair few meetings to, to get in as well, certainly not giving up on, on that top, uh, top position to have the choice in the playoffs, which it, it looks as though the Aces are more or less going to be in there now. Yeah, you know, I think playoffs is almost sealed, but um, I think we've done more away, me- a lot more ho- uh, away meetings than home, so... Uh, you know, hopefully we can rack some more points up and, uh, you know, get top would be nice and uh, get first pick. But if not, you know, I think we're ready for uh, whichever team picks us or if we get second pick. So whichever way it goes, it's going to be good. But, um, yeah, just keep battling away and get some more wins, hopefully. Well done tonight, Dan, and many thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Cheers. Well, Bellevue team manager Mark Lemon, uh, eight points up after eight races here at Monmouth Green, eventually having to settle for a, a consolation league point. Uh, sum up your, your overriding thoughts after that one. I mean, it was a cracking match. Uh, you, you, the fans that witnessed that tonight are you know, obviously going to go home pretty happy, especially if you're a Wolves fan. Um, you know, I think the, the Bellevue fans could probably uh, go home slightly disappointed, actually. I mean, we, you know, to, to sort of lose an eight-point lead uh, was it's, it's quite frustrating um, as, as a manager. You know, just a couple of boys just didn't have their nights and for some reason just aren't just hitting those, those notes that we expect them and we know they can. Um, to get a league point, Wolverhampton's obviously good. But we were coming in for more. Uh, we, we knew, obviously, we, we wanted a bit of a revenge after the heavy defeat we took at home to the Wolves. So, um, but, you know, that's, that's, we're halfway, we've got to come back here again. We're halfway through the season. Um, so we'll take that bonus point. I know you're a team manager who likes to, to, to take positives into the next one as well. Um, and for, for, like I say, 48-42, to get a league point and push Wolves as, as hard as you did uh, can certainly take stuff from that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, the, the rain came in after the, the interval, which probably was a game-changer in all fairness. Like, uh, I, I felt like we were pretty, pretty comfortable. Um, the, the boys were, were, were getting their bikes and their setups really dialed in nicely. And that rain came in and just, you know, throw, like I said, th- threw a bit of a curveball and was a bit of a, a level, really, and probably the, that's when the Wolves kind of stepped it up the, lo- the later half of the meeting. So, um, yeah, that's just the way it goes sometimes, and, you know, you got to run with that. Uh, like I said, crack a meeting, but... Uh, feel slightly disappointed we didn't come away more yeah it's been a, a strange few weeks for for the aces since return interaction obviously you mentioned the uh, home defeat at, at wolves then winning at peterborough then the defeat at kingsland then tonight um like you say it's been a, a roller coaster of a, a couple of weeks for the aces yeah I mean, it's, things were going pretty smooth um i guess and then we, we've had an injury like with with, with our richie and and um 
uh, Charles. So he took a knock, and that doesn't help things when you're coming to stepping up to this level. Um, but, you know, obviously Brady's just not finding his form at the moment. Um, I'm sure that'll come uh, once he gets his, his trapping gloves back, and, um, and then we'll be you know, a match for everybody. Yeah, a lot of home fixtures to come starting next Monday against Ipswich. Yeah, I think that's what we kind of need, really. We need a sort of a role of home matches to, to build that confidence up. We've, we've, I guess we've been lacking that. We've had, been travelling on the road very good. But, you know, it's, it's funny how it kind of works for you because we're going we're gonna to be coming into the playoffs on a bunch of home meetings. So that's a that's pretty, um, pretty handsome sort of place to be. Time will tell. Many thanks for your time, as always, Mark. Thank you very much. So there's the uh, director of Speedway at Bellevue, Mark Lemon, speaking with Ryan Guest after that um, last gasp defeat for Bellevue, but a win for Wolves. That takes Wolves back to the top of the table, a point ahead of Peterborough on the same amount of fixtures. Bellevue have uh, raced one fixture more and uh, remain in third. Next up in the Premiership then, um, it's down the bottom half of the Premiership because it's um, Ipswich and Kings Lynn who meet at Foxhall. One rider looking to improve their home form in particular is Drew Kemp. We can beat Kings Lynn around uh, their track, so it's obviously last time they come to ours, they beat us, so Hopefully we'll, we'll have a full full squad by then and, and everyone can fire on all cylinders and, uh, and yeah, get back to our winning ways. I feel like I've got my confidence back and I feel as though I'm, I'm back to my best. So, you know, it's important to keep that going now and, and like I said, and put it into my racing at Ipswich. So, yeah, we'll see. So it's just, like I said, the only track I seem to be struggling with around is is my home track so once I get that dialed I'll be uh, I'll be happy Sheffield are wedged between those two sides Adam Ellis Sheffield rider is with us and uh, I guess you're maybe hoping for a rain off or something or a, or a draw or, or whatever for, for that one this week yeah it's um, it's tough you know I think uh, Ipswich uh, have been struggling lately obviously since since Crumpy's Crumpy's been injured he's uh, he hasn't seemed to, to found the form he had at the start of the year but um you know, you can never really rule him out. He's 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 so good. So um, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one to watch. Personally, I'd I'd like Kingsland to to get a few points. You know, they're they're not quite as close with us as in the table. So it'd be nice if we could um if they could nick a few points off Ipswich. <laughs> but but not the full four maybe just a three <laughs> no probably not all four a draw we'll go for a draw yeah draw. <laughs> uh, well it could happen it could happen um, and then on Monday next week uh, you're back in action Kings Lynn versus Sheffield which we've we've mentioned already and at the same time um, you've got um, Bellevue and Ipswich Bellevue now on a, on a run of home meetings pretty much for the for the next month really at the National Speedway Stadium but Ipswich started getting a bit of traction now and um, how do you see them going at the National Speedway Stadium because we've seen that Bellevue are not unbeatable around their home track are they? Yeah Ipswich um, oh, they've, they've got Cookie who's, who's a track specialist there pretty much he's been there been riding there for a long time so um, they're, they're not going to be easy to to you can't write them off um, Bellevue are a strong team but there's there's been quite a few shock results I think this year and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough fight for for the playoffs but I think um, yeah Ipswich are gonna be going there one in a win um, they've got Kingy who's who's won his won his British Championship there and he's he's fast when he gets out in front so it's gonna be an interesting one to watch. 
That's Adam Ellis, and he's our guest on No Breaks, No Fear this week, the official podcast of British Speedway. Those uh, premiership fixtures then next Monday in full, Kingsland versus Sheffield, Bellevue versus Ipswich. I should say as well that neither of those are on TV. Um, Eurosport taking a break um, because they're focusing on Olympic coverage for the next few weeks. The next live Speedway on TV will be the British final, August the 16th, which is a Monday night at the National Speedway Stadium, and we'll have more build-up to that nearer the time. Next, we're going to look at uh, everything in the championship and a bit in the National Development League as well. Adam Ellis, not just a rider for Sheffield, of course, these days, also representing the Scunthorpe Scorpions, and we'll chat about Scunthorpe in just a couple of moments. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Turning our attention to the Championship and a bit about the National Development League as well, we're still going to hear from um, Steve Worrell, Hans Anderson, uh, Jack Parkinson Blackburn coming up as well, along with um, David Mason, uh, Will Pottinger and Trevor Gear still to come. Adam Ellis is our guest in this episode and uh, Adam riding across the continent, riding in Sweden, riding for Sheffield in the Premiership and now riding for the Scunthorpe Scorpions as well. Um, Adam, how's it going at Scunthorpe so far? Because you, you were brought in there to do a particular job and that was to help out with the away form um, and, and you've done that in, in the meetings you, you've ridden in so far. But um, how, how's it for you life at Scunthorpe? Yep, it's. Uh, I'm really happy to be to be back, or to be at Scunthorpe. It's, um Dave and, and Rob told me that uh, you know we needed needed results away from home, which is is ideal. F- you know, to for me, I, I feel like I'm probably stronger away from home than at home. So it's um, yeah, it's a tricky track to get get the hang of. I haven't had the best two meetings there, but um, we got such a strong team at home that. We, you know, we're we're pretty hard to beat there. Um, you know, championships pretty stacked this year with Glasgow, Edinburgh, Leicester, and and Paul, and even Eastbourne. Um, some of them are outside the top four, so it's going to be a fight right down to the to the final weeks, I think. And um, we just need to keep pushing to try and stay in that top four spot. And of course, with that away form, you uh, helped them to victory at uh, Birmingham uh, a week or so ago. And then you were um, obviously on, on manoeuvres in France uh, this last weekend when Scunthorpe were beaten by Eastbourne. Um, it was 54-36, the, the final score there. So um, that away form has been the, the big issue, hasn't it, really, for, for Scunthorpe? Because if they'd got the away form together earlier, I think they would be in quite a commanding position by now. Yeah, it's it's been the it's been been the trouble. I think it's uh, Birmingham was was the first win of the season. It was good to get all four points away from home, and um, you know going to Eastbourne. I think I think we knew it was going to be tough. Um, it was struggle finding a guest. There was quite a few meetings on on that weekend, especially up in Glasgow. That you know it made it impossible logistically to get down to for any any riders guesting and. Um, yeah, it's, it was was disappointing to see the result. I see that we started off really strong, but um, but yeah, it was uh, it's always a tough place to go at Eastbourne. They got we've got a strong team, especially at home. So um, we need to try and get some more results away before um, before the cutoff date. But you knew that Tom Brennan wasn't involved, at least. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's um, he's a bit of a master around there. I remember when National League days, he was he was good then. So um, I haven't seen him there for a while, but I reckon he's uh, 
He's pretty quick. Well, another of the big fixtures from the weekend was the Scottish Derby. Friday, it was Edinburgh versus Glasgow. And Glasgow going away with the spoils there just. It finished 41-43 to the Tigers, but it was abandoned after 14 heats due to a big crash in um, heat 15 featuring Ulrich Ostergaard. But the result stands. And then it was all back to Ashfield on Sunday. And again, it was the away team who were the victors. Glasgow 44, Edinburgh 46, a last heat decider. Sam Masters top scoring for the Monarchs. And um, here is the man who made the difference, speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Sam Masters, what a, a roller coaster of a weekend from a, a Scottish derby perspective. Obviously, the, the disappointment of the, uh, the loss on Friday night, but what a way to, to respond with a, a rapid response and a, a turnaround on Sunday winning at Glasgow. Yeah, it was... Uh... I actually thought on the way up that I'd, we'd have more of a chance at Glasgow because they have a lot of good riders at Edinburgh and I think they're doing be- they do better at Edinburgh than what they are at Glasgow at the minute. So I was actually more confident in the away meetings. I wasn't too bothered when, when they did beat us, but unfortunately the meeting was stopped early because Auric was injured and, yeah, it, uh, it was a shame that it finished that way. But Scotty Speedway was a winner in the end after the atmosphere and everything and both, both tracks was pretty cool. Yeah, you say you always uh, felt you had the chance. I guess after losing at home, though, it was always um, essential to, to get those bragging rights in, in the, the second meeting. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it, to us riders, it's not really... Obviously, when we get to the track and the atmosphere is pretty crazy, then it's a big thing. But before the meeting and everything, it's just another meeting to us, really. We versed these guys anyway throughout the weeks, racing in different leagues and, and all that. So... It's not like a massive thing to us riders at the time, but until you get to the track, then the, you can feel the buzz in the stadium and yeah, the crowd's going pretty wild. So, um, yeah, uh, Scotty Speedway was the winner at the end, really. It's, uh, they, they couldn't have had two better meetings. The atmosphere was mad. The racing was good. Both tracks were really, really good and some good racing as well. Yeah, you mentioned Scottish Speedway being the winner. A quick glance at the Championship League table. Uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh the top two at the minute, so uh, things are, are going well for both camps right now. I didn't know that, so yeah, that's good. Um, it is good for uh, for Scottish Speedway that the, the top two clubs are up there. And um, uh, yeah, the, I mean, Glasgow have done so much work to that track and you've got to take your hat off to them because probably one of the best away tracks I've been to, to be honest. So um, that was enjoyable and yeah, just a, such an enjoyable weekend. And I know both teams when we were up there were saying the same thing yeah from the from the edinburgh perspective obviously there's yourself uh, richie and josh banging in the big points um kai thompson's now doing doing that back in the main body of the team as well but um even with the the three other boys slightly below par still uh, still a bit more to come from the monarchs perhaps yeah like josh myself and richie are doing our job if not more and kai's doing more than what he's expected to so that's been very helpful he's him backing us up there um and when Greaves, he's been there, he's been doing his job. He might not have been scoring massive points, but he's always been either winning Heat 8 or there, or, you know, picking up the good points in Heat 8 and always turning a four, uh, our, our heats with me into a 4-2 when we're at 1-2. and two. So um, he's he's doing an awesome job too, and we're, we're missing him a little bit. He's been injured the last couple of meetings, so... Um, Hopefully when he's back, then we'll be even stronger. Yeah, just finally, obviously you were there in Edinburgh's uh, real glory days um, early, earlier on. And obviously with, with everything that's gone on over the last few years, they, they haven't been as competitive as, as people who got used to in that second division. But hopefully this year things seem to be turning back in the right direction. Yeah, we've got a good team from the get-go now. And that's I think they've struggled that, with that from the start. They've always been a little bit behind to start with and they've always been playing catch-up. But we've got a good team straight off the bat and... 
I think we're doing more than what people are expecting. So um, we all get on well. We're working as a team really, really good and it's enjoyable. So I can feel that, that, that feeling that we've had back in them days, 14 and 15 when we had won the league is, is kind of back there and we'll know in August, uh, September or October whenever the playoffs are anyway. We really do. Many thanks for speaking to us, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, it's getting tight at the top. Um, certainly, uh, Edinburgh Monarchs seem to be on a bit of a roll at the moment. Glasgow Tigers um, also there or thereabouts. And a Scottish Derby always has that extra passion. Have you ever been involved in one of those type of fixtures, Adam? I've never been involved in one, but I've heard heard a lot about them. And uh, I've, they seem to get pretty passionate up there, which you know would be awesome to to be there and, and see. But um, it, it looked like a good couple of meetings for... For both Glasgow and and Edinburgh, makes it interesting knowing that there's no no standout team up there. So, um, I think they're two teams that will definitely be in the playoffs come the end of the year. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough place going to to either Edinburgh or Scum, or. Uh, Not the only derby over the course of the weekend. It was uh, all happening in the northeast as well. Friday night uh, finished Redcar 39, Newcastle 21, abandoned after 10 heats because of a curfew. There was uh, issues with the sun. There was also uh, a, a quite a bad injury to Ben Cook as well, um, which um, we send uh, our best wishes to him, as well as Ulrich Ostergaard, of course, getting injured over the course of this weekend. The result does stand, though, so Redcar won that one, and that was three points to them. And then the return was on Sunday at Brough Park and that finished Newcastle 35 Redcar 55 uh, four points for Redcar there so seven points in the bag over the course of the weekend with their uh, northeast derby I know there's uh, the war cry has been put out by the uh, Newcastle authorities uh, to, to rally the troops there and get themselves going but for Redcar those uh, points going to be very valuable and certainly keeps them firmly in the playoff picture yeah big result for, for Redcar I think they, they probably would have expected a, a win win there which is um which is uh yeah it's a good result for them Another big result at the weekend was at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. Paul ending Leicester's long unbeaten home record with a hard-fought 47-43 win on Saturday night. The Pirates' first away league victory back at championship level and they never trailed throughout a tight encounter with no more than four points between the sides. Let's hear from a man who bagged 14 of those points. Steve Worrell is with Dave Rowe. Steve Worrell, very impressive show, 14 points and the Big Heat 15 win. Great night for Paul. It was, yeah. I thought we was up against it to start with, you know, with missing Bennett after his crash last night. Fair play to Matt, he worked his magic and um, we got James Wright in. So, yeah, fantastic replacement. Good team performance, everyone dug in. Um, yeah, and the end result shows that. And some very fast starting from yourself and it had to be towards the end. Yeah, uh, it was crucial, you know. It, all night I was popping out and obviously when you come up to Heat 15 and everyone's relying on you to, like, the well, the... The general discussion was, right, we need you to pop out and win, uh, and whatever else. And I'm like, oh god. So, but no, I, I was on a new engine tonight from Peter Jones. I just picked it up a few week, few days ago, and um, yeah, what a weapon is flying. So, thank you for that, Peter. <laughs> you probably don't know that Leicester haven't lost here for nearly three years, um, which is a real fortress it's become. So, for Paul to come and do that, it sends out a statement. I read that. Uh, it's, it was something that the pool press had put on. And when I, when I saw that, I thought, really? That's, that's a good record to have. So fair play, we've, we've come here and yeah, took that record away from them. <laughs> I know you've, you've not had the home matches, obviously with all the COVID stuff going on, but you have a chance now with home matches virtually every week, twice a week sometimes, I think, to catch up and really get on a roll here. Yeah, we've been a bit slow, obviously, with, with COVID. But um, it's nice now because 
I've always been busy anyway individually but as a team we can start building some momentum you know like it, it's nice we, we've all turned up today and we only seen each other a few days ago you know and it, every, everything just keeps flowing in it there's no like stop starting so I'm looking forward to now building up momentum with everyone and hopefully getting a lot more of these results. Quick word on that heat 14 by Daniel Hume that was a massive ride for him. Fantastic ride you know he's he's always he tries his heart out you know that that's I like Daniel for that he's always he doesn't he won't just settle at the back he'll always get stuck in even if it ends up with him sat in the fence you know he'll he'll always get stuck in and fair play to him he, he calmed down a bit the race before he, he could have had a 5-1 with Rory if he'd have been been a bit smarter um, but yeah he, he settled down we, we all talked to him beforehand and he settled down a bit and yeah he, he rode really composed and didn't make any mistakes and ended up with a win. And to beat, to beat yeah. Ryan Douglas, you know, Ryan Douglas is, is a fantastic round here, so yeah, fair play to him. And that obviously had a big influence on us winning. You know, if that result in that heat set Heat 15 up for us to go and yeah, do that. All you had to do then was hold off Think Morris for the, for the entire race. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> well done, superb result. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. As Dave Rowe with Steve Worrell of the Pool Pirates after that um, away win against Leicester, the first team to beat Leicester in quite a while at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. Pool are uh, playing catch-up. They started a lot later than everybody else, so they've got a lot of matches in hand. Adam Ellis is with us. Um, losing Ben Cook um, while he was guesting for red car on Friday night um, obviously he's been replaced quite well uh, this last weekend by uh, by James Wright not sure how long uh, Ben Cook is going to be out for but but how big a, a dent is that in the in the plans for Poole though when we're just starting to make some headway yeah that's a big blow I, I didn't didn't know about that but um, hopefully it's nothing serious and uh, you know a couple of weeks out it's it's going to be August is normally pretty busy but um, I'm sure if he can come back, you know, in a couple of weeks, he can re- regain some form, and um, and they'll be right back where they were come come the end of the month. As for Leicester, then let's uh, get the thoughts of Hans Anderson because, of course, the two sides face each other again this week, uh, Wednesday. Um, they meet at um, the Arlington Stadium. Um, Hans Anderson speaking with Dave Rowe. Hans, obviously, no one likes to lose at home. It was a, a close, hard-fought meeting, and in the end, Paul just out on top. Yeah, Paul are a very strong side, and you know, they they have riders with ride displays very good. And unfortunately, for us, uh, we had a few riders not performing from the very beginning, but like came very good in the later stages of the meeting. Unfortunately, like Nick crashed out. If he hadn't have crashed, I actually think he would have passed Worrell, which would have made it a draw. But there you go. Not disrespect to anyone. Uh, Paul are a strong side, but you know, we we're going to go there on Wednesday with an open mind, and we could probably turn them around. Well, that'll be interesting for, for, for yourself. A good night's work, three three wins, three fast starts. You know this track very very well, and you look comfortable. I wouldn't say I know this track very well. I did one season there, and it, it seems a long time ago. But again, it was only my second meeting back here since I rode here in 2018, and none of the equipment which I have now is from then. So every time it's something new, I'm, I'm making small notes of the, what is working and what's not. So there's still improvement to come for me, but today was a, a good step in the right direction, that's for sure. And looking forward for Leicester, Plymouth away on Tuesday. I'm sure you haven't been there before. And then Paul, which of course you have been there before, so two very different tests there. It will be, and um, like you said, I've never ever been to Plymouth before, so it will be a new experience for me. But uh, I'm, I'm glad my teammates have been to Plymouth so they can pass on their experience of the track. And, you know, if we work together as a team, we win. 
and then pull away on Wednesday. You do know it well, and I'm sure you'll get a good reception from the pool fund as well, hopefully. Yeah, I hope, because I did a decent guest for him in the very first meeting this season. So, yeah, I hope uh, I hope they start cheering me and then boo me towards the end, because if they boo me towards the end, that means we won. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, Hans. Good luck All with right. that. Thank you. Thank Look forward you. to it. Thanks. There's Hans Anderson inviting the pool fans to boo him on Wednesday night. So that's uh, their fixture, Leicester away at pool. At the same time, uh, Birmingham will be in action. They're racing against Plymouth. Um, let's catch up with David Mason, the Birmingham co-owner, because last week Birmingham took on Redcar. It was a rerun of that um, knockout cup clash that's um, been much talked about, but uh, Birmingham got the result, got through to the next round. David Mason's with Ryan Guest. Well, Birmingham co-owner David Mason, uh, Birmingham safely through to the uh, knockout cup quarterfinals in the end with a 20-point second leg victory. Is this the night Birmingham season really came well and truly alive? I think it had to. You know, the uh, the team just worked as a team today. You know, they were the you know the atmosphere in the pits was brilliant. You know, and it proved on the track as well. You know, the guys were making superb gates. You know, and even when we weren't making gates, we were passing them as well. So, and I think Redcar, you know, no disrespect to them, they just they just couldn't do anything about us. You know, we were we were just so so hard into the turns. You know, and the and the and the bomber and the you know the wrist partnership is absolutely phenomenal, especially in 13 and 15. So. You know, it's it's you know it's fantastic news that we've got through, um, and that's what we wanted really. It was just we we're all hoping and praying, you know, that we could get through to heat 11 and heat 12 and then heat 13. And once the 5-1 came in heat 13, we knew then they only needed a two five nils, and then they weren't going to get that. We only need one point. So, um, you know, we were just so pleased that the uh, you know the team did it, and you know it's good. It's a good platform to work on. Yeah, definitely. Not to put a, a negative slant on it, but I've got to ask the question. Obviously, um, a, a lot to do with the first leg has been well documented a lot of people saying that that this leg shouldn't have even been restaged but nevertheless um the the, the rules were the rules what was awarded was awarded and uh, the team have responded magnificently in the end yeah i mean obviously you know if we were i suppose on the other side Ricard, you know we would have probably tried to fight the same battle i suppose i don't know but um you know that that mean we want to put behind us i suppose red card need to do the same um and we need to move on you know it's it's still a long season um, and, you know, Redcar have, you know, proved that they can be a good team. And, you know, to be fair, you know, I was thinking this morning that, you know, they're going to come here and, you know, may may do some damage. But we obviously proved, the, proved that we were, you know, back at the races and, you know, making starts and winning races. Back to tonight, back to the positives. Uh, every member of the, the Brummish team doing doing their job for the side. Um, how important is it to, to have a, a fully fit one to seven of your own back back in the camp as well? Oh, it's good for you know, it's good for the team. It's good for the public as well because then they see their one to seven all the time. You know, you know, and coming back to the reserves, you know, they you know Paco's scoring really well today, and, and Jack, you know, popping out the starts a couple of times, and you know he you know he won a race, and it's just superb to see. You know, um, and it's 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 great. You know, it's great for the team and it's great for Birmingham Speedway. Yeah, it was looking uh, a busy few months as it was anyway. Now two more fixtures to slot in somewhere on the calendar. Looking at that uh, busy schedule as well, back to the, the league action next week. Plymouth at home at Perry Bar on Wednesday night and then uh, away trips to Edinburgh and Leicester. Yeah, so uh, obviously we've got Plymouth next week. Um, we hope that, you know, Crumpy makes a you know return. It'll be nice to see him here along with Biani. So they've got two good spearheads and especially Biani as well being a ex is so we're you know we're looking forward to that and again get some you know get some points on the table and hopefully we can move up you know and and, and just keep going 
Congratulations to the team tonight, David. Thank you. Cheers. So that was speaking after the victory against Redcar last week. This week, the visit of Plymouth, and it's uh, going to be good to uh, get stars. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Jason Crump is actually involved looking at the team news uh, that we know at the moment, but certainly Bjarne Pedersen due to be in the lineup, and it's going to be great for Birmingham fans to see Bjarne around Perry Bar once again, isn't it? It will. Um, Plymouth have built a very, very top-heavy team, which... Uh, you know, it's a bold move. Um, obviously, if there's any injuries it, or one of them has an off night, then um, they don't stand a lot of chance, which we've seen a few times. But um, everyone knows how, how good Crumpy is and his form at the start of the year was was impressive. And obviously, Bjarni's, Bjarni's top class. So um could be interesting. Um, we'll, we'll have to sit and wait and see. And um, as you mentioned, your next action is on Friday. Uh, Scunthorpe taking on Poole in the championship um, at uh, the Eddie Wright Raceway, which is going to be uh, a big fixture. Hopefully the weather will be nice and you must be looking forward to taking on that Poole lineup because, uh, as you mentioned, they are, a, they are a strong old outfit. It's, it's going to be difficult. Um, we know it's going to be tough. There's there's a lot of guys in the pool team that are, are good around Scunthorpe. Stevie Worrell, I think he was guesting when, when I was away uh, a couple of weeks ago and banged in double figures and Danny King and Rory Schlein obviously are, are fast around there as well. But, um, you know, I think at home we we can beat anyone. Um, we got such a strong strong team at home even you know Jordan Palin he's he's really quick around there and I think it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one it's going to it's not going to be easy but um you know we we definitely want to go away with uh, with all the points the other fixtures on the Friday then uh, Glasgow take on Berwick it's Redcar versus Kent Kent having a very uh, tricky time of it as well. I think they've struggled for for guests quite a, quite a lot as well, haven't they? And uh, I mean, it's it, they have had their moments, but they're they're having quite a tough time so far this year. They are. It's um it's it's been difficult for them. You know, more recently Cam Heaps, who's uh, who's been struggling with injuries, and um, yeah, it's it's a tough tough first year for them in the in the championship, but. He still can't write anyone off. I don't think you know they can. They could go out and 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 beat uh, beat a lot of teams, which is um, is going to be interesting. Scott's obviously their main man, and he's got a lot of experience. And um, I've been in the team with Scott a few times, and he's he's a great guy to have around. Helps out a lot. Got a couple of fixtures in the Championship Knockout Cup on Friday, both in Scotland. Edinburgh versus Birmingham. Uh, the next round of the Knockout Cup for uh, for the Brummies there up at uh, Edinburgh. And then um, Glasgow versus Berwick in the Knockout Cup Friday. The return leg will be happening the following night for Glasgow, who take a trip to Shieldfield Park on Saturday night. Leicester host Birmingham. Uh, the East Midlands-West Midlands derby there. And uh, meanwhile, Eastbourne are in action against Plymouth on Saturday. Uh, of course, Eastbourne got uh, a, a big win against Scunthorpe last week when Adam Ellis, our guest today, was was not riding, but riding for Great Britain. Let's hear from the um, Eastbourne team manager, Trevor Gear. He's been speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Trevor, first and foremost, after uh, all the tense last eight deciders, you've had to go through at Arlington so far this season. Saturday's fixture against Scunthorpe must have been very welcome indeed. It certainly was, yeah. We've had so many last eight deciders this year. Like it was great to get it over, you know, a few heats before. No, I think everybody is, uh, you know, treated to some exceptional racing last night in, in uh, you know, 30 heats of good racing in, in both in 
uh, Championship and NDL Racing. Yeah, very good night. We had the championship shaping up as well. There are a lot of strong teams in the mix and there aren't many foregone conclusions at this level. So as cliche and as obviously simple as it may sound, um, every single point that you can pick up is going to be so, so crucial, isn't it? No, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, it, every point is vital. And, uh, and I think that we've, we've got a team that's capable of doing it. You know, when, when, we're, when everyone's present, you know, it's a shame we have to be missing riders all the time, but uh, when they're on international duty, but that's one of the things, having a British t- young British team and that, they're going to be missing at times. You know, and we struggled yesterday without, without Tom Brennan and that. And uh, Carl Newman was had, uh, picked up an so But um, hopefully next week we'll be back to full, you know, full strength. Uh, I think with, uh, with, when everyone's present, you know, we can beat anyone, really. You mentioned being without Carl Newman and Tom Brennan there. Did that make the result against Scunthorpe even more impressive in your eyes? It certainly was, yeah. yeah. I know Scunthorpe, they were missing uh, uh, Adam Ellis and uh, they had an injury with uh, Theo Piper. But, um, you know, and we're, we're, there aren't many guests out there. In fact, we're both chasing, we're both chasing the, same, the same guests without knowing until the weekend. But, uh, you know, but we're... We was all, uh, you know, we were fortunate in the end to get hold of Zane, Zane Kelleher, and I thought he'd done a brilliant job for us. You know, improved every race really. I think most people will be aware that it hasn't been the easiest of starts to the season for Edward Kennett for the Eagles. So, um, for him to soar back into form with a, a full fifteen-point maximum against the Scorpions, uh, it sounds like it was just what he needed at just the right time. It certainly was. Uh, you could see uh, the last uh, the other night at Kent, that Edward sort of gained confidence there. You know, it looked a lot better, and he brought that along to Eastbourne last night, and uh, he looked, you know, it looked exceptional. But, you know, very good. Yeah, and on the uh, official club website on Saturday, Edward said how he nearly uh, threw it all in, basically, because everything he was trying was backfiring. Um, was that ever something he spoke about to to you personally as his team manager? No, it wasn't really. No, no, no. I, I, no, I didn't really want to go there with Edward and that. We, uh, we always wanted him there in the team and that. We know what he's capable of. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he's a good local lad and a, you know, he's a good rider. So, yeah, didn't want to contemplate anything else, really. <laughs> With the scores he was producing up until the past week, with him uh, also moving away from that number one position, did you always believe that he would be able to turn the corner? Well, that's it. That we, you know, we, I've known Edwards, you know, since he's a little kid. Now I know what he's capable of, and that, and uh, you know, and it's just a matter of getting setups and everything else right with Edward, and, and getting his head right. And uh, you know, it's all come together now, and let's hope he has, you know, ends up the season like this. And you know, and he needs more meters. He's not getting enough rides, really. You know, he could do with some Premiership rides and that, really. But and just riding in the Championship, it's not enough for some of these kids and that. They need to be riding two or three times a week, really, to stay on top of it all. Well, Trevor, many thanks for taking the time to speak to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast, and we wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you, Ryan. Eastbourne team manager Trevor Gear speaking with Ryan Guest. Um, the only other fixture in the championship uh, across the weekend that we haven't mentioned so far is uh, another North East derby, actually, Newcastle v Berwick, and that is on Sunday, 4 o'clock start at Bruff Park for that one if you're uh, if you're in the area. Maybe you're holidaying in Northumberland. Get yourself along, uh, well, two lots of speedway because Berwick are racing on the Saturday, Newcastle on the Sunday. Uh, top times there. Um, let's have a look at uh, the National League now because we're talking about Eastbourne. Um, Eastbourne Seagulls were in action last week against the Bellevue Colts. A very close meeting indeed. 
But once again, another defeat for Eastbourne, who find themselves in the National League without a win so far after five meetings. Very frustrating. They're just nearly, nearly there, but not quite. Uh, let's hear from Will Pottinger, who is the team manager of the Eastbourne Seagulls, um, about what it's like just not quite being able to get the results over the line. When you lose at home, it means you've got to do that extra bit away from home, you know, to try and make up for it. So we're going to have to uh, pick up some points away, you know, wins really away from home and then look to go unbeaten at home really for the rest of the season if we're going to have any sort of chance of winning the league. Um, still plenty of time, you know, we, yeah. this is only our fourth meeting, but you don't want to keep saying that because yeah. before you know it it'll be the end of the yeah. season but already the, the team is a bit di- well it's quite a lot different to what you envisaged yeah. back at the start of the season and also young Nathan who's running superbly will obviously move up at some stage soon yeah yeah we've been um, <laughs> it's been a bit of a nightmare at times you know nobody's fault really um, just one way or another with Henry getting injured you know that was a massive handicap because you can't really um, he was going to be you know Eight, nine, ten point average, no doubt about it. So trying to find a rider who's going to do that home and away is very difficult. Don't know who's coming and is getting better. But like everybody in our team, really, we haven't raced for you know nearly six weeks before yeah. last weekend. So we've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, and of course, Chad um, decided to take time out speedway, so we had to make another change there. So yeah, it has been. Yeah, that's a bit straightforward, that's um, fair to say, but uh, we'll keep plugging along and then we kick on from there, really. You're, you're fairly experienced now, you know, you've been through these times where you're having to rebuild teams time and time yes. again and trying to still make the best of every meeting you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is difficult because um, there's not a massive pool of riders to, to pick from, especially when the points limit is so low. It is hard, you know, you've got riders who are on three-point averages that go on to be you know, sort of eight, nine-point riders like Nathan. It's a big big advantage over any other team. Um, so, yeah, maybe when Nathan goes into the team, we'll be a bit more balanced. Um, you know, uh, hopefully that will help us a little bit. Will Pottinger of the Eastbourne Seagulls, who are still winless in the National League, but um, it was a very close-run thing against the Bellevue Colts. It finished Bellevue 46, Eastbourne 43. And um, joining us as our guest is Adam Ellis. Adam, when you're in a team who who just can't get a win, really, and and you're in that rut, what's it like as a rider and and for the team when you're doing everything? It feels like you're doing everything right, you're putting everything into it, but the results just don't show it it's it's frustrating um you know speedway is a funny sport and most of it is is in the head and uh when when results aren't going your way sometimes it just uh you know it seems seems like to get worse and worse so um uh, it's been tough for them but um you know it only takes one one spark it could be one one win or one heat win even to to get the ball rolling and then can turn everything around so hopefully for them they can they can get that win soon and try and build on that so it was three more points on the board for the Bellevue Colts in the National Development League. Bellevue uh, mid-table at the moment, but they've got a few matches in hand over Berwick Bullets, who are the leaders. Let's hear from Jack Parkinson-Blackburn of the Bellevue Colts now, because it's been a bit of a turbulent few years, to say the least, for him. Uh, injuries uh, keeping him out, losing his team place with uh, Newcastle at the start of this season in the Championship, and uh, one thing and another, but uh, he does feel he's making progress. He's been speaking with Dave Rowe. Good win for the team, and a good 
good solid night work, night's work for you as well yeah yeah it was a good night um, obviously struggled with um, not having um, Sam with us but Ben and Forbe is uh, a bit tired tonight but after all them rides but yeah we all knuckled down as a team and uh, managed to get the win so yeah it's good and your old mate Jack Smith doing a storming job there as guest yeah yeah Jack thanks Jack as well he come in really did really well for us so you know it helps us out a lot with Benji being out as well um, but yeah no we're really happy with how tonight it's gone I think uh, we struck Got all, you know, struggled a bit last week. We didn't expect to get beaten how we did, and but it's good to come back and, um, you know, do, come back and show that we can still, you know, get a win. So yeah, it's good. Slowly but surely, we'll get to get get there. And the pairing of you and Paul Bowen, two five one there, eight three and five. That was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh, good to be riding with Paul, and um, yeah, it's think it'll build his confidence up. Them two wins. So yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, just all all learning still for us all really but yeah I'm uh, a lot happier with my starts and everything as well so we'll get there slowly <laughs> yeah learning for you I mean it has been what basically three years out with all the injuries and so on it's always going to take time but do you feel you're at a, a stable club here they're going to look after you and you're going to make that progress yeah definitely you know coming, coming back it can be really frustrating you know not being where you want to be but you know we've got a really good backing behind us you know there's no pressure on us they just want to see us you know improving you know get experience really so it's really good to have a team like this and obviously a venue like this as well and a track like this I mean you come here who wouldn't want to ride this circuit exactly I don't think I know one rider that don't like this track so yeah it's really it's really good and back here next Thursday interesting one against Leicester with the Thompson Twins yeah that, that'll be a good meeting so yep go back home and uh, reboot ready for next week superb thanks Jack thank you thank you cheers Jack Parkinson Blackburn there and um, it has been pretty tough for him with with injuries but also losing your place in a team and Speedway can be pretty cutthroat uh, can't it Adam Ellis um, that sometimes you can find yourself out of a job very short notice if it's not for injury it, it can be just for for other reasons and uh, how is that as, as a rider what's it like being a Speedway rider when you never really know what tomorrow's going to bring oh yeah so it's it's fairly cutthroat as some clubs are are better than others you know give you more more time and more opportunities but um in general it's it doesn't matter what what country you're riding in or what league you're riding in if if you're not performing it's uh you know you're normally seen the door shown the door pretty quickly so it's um it would be nice if there was a bit more security in in having your team spot and uh i know a lot of guys have been have been sacked down to the the numbers game really not nothing to do with their own performance which is um you know is is part of the sport it's not not part of the sport that i i really like but um i, I don't know if there'll be much we can we can change with that well adam ellis it's been great um speaking with you and thanks for joining us in this episode of, of no breaks no fear it's been fascinating getting your thoughts on on everything across british speedway but also an insight into to your life as a speedway rider and everything that's um, that's coming up for you with with sheffield and of course with scunthorpe uh, go safely and um, all the best for the season and of course particularly good luck in the in the british final and the speedway gp challenge of course as well so lots lots for you to look forward to and all the best of luck with it there is thank you very much ian um yeah it's been great to to be on um Hopefully we can keep it going and uh, speak to you at some point soon. 
Absolutely. My thanks to Adam Ellis joining us on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear from his home in France. And uh, we're looking forward to some great action. Of course, keep up to date with everything that's going on in British Speedway online at speedwaygb.co.uk. All the results, the fixtures and even the full race cards uh, marked by the referees are available as well. You can check out absolutely everything at happening every single match. And of course, you can listen to all the episodes of No Breaks, No Fear as well because if you haven't listened to some of the older ones while we do reference some of the matches that have been happening that week there's some great insight from a few riders including Sam Masters and Tom Brennan in the previous episodes so make sure you uh, look back through the previous episodes if you're new to us and um, listen to those because there's some great insight into the life of Speedway riders in general and we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of No Breaks No Fear rounding up whatever happens over the next seven days or so or depends when you're listening i suppose but uh, over this next week in british speedway no breaks no fear is a nigel pearson media limited production for british speedway no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast this podcast is part of the sport social podcast network sport social podcast network